Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Do you know what I thought you were just doing then, Lucy? I thought you were lighting a cigarette. Been a number of years, impact decades for me since I've done that. What about you? Oh, <laughs> yeah, it has. But I have thought about it recently. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know. There's something know. a little bit appealing about the stupidity of starting smoking again. Welcome to How to Cope. Every episode, writer Becky Howard, that's me. And my friend, psychotherapist Lucy Clyde, will be talking about how we can look after our mental health during the coronavirus crisis and beyond. Because whatever type of pandemic you're having, it's hard on all of us. So let's try and get through it the best way we can by talking. Well, Lucy, we are um, about to talk to somebody, aren't we? Who's switching each other. I know, it's thrilling, isn't it? Mm, so who are we going to talk to? Well, we're, we're, I think we're talking to, to, to Matthew Knight, who has uh, founded an organisation called Leapers. Yes. And we don't know Matthew. We haven't met him, have we, no. before? No, we haven't. Um, but this is, um, it, he's, he founded a freelance community that sorts, supports the mental health of the self-employed. Yeah. Um, and they've done a lot of work in the last few months around COVID and how to support freelance workers um but we thought he'd be really interesting to talk to um about yeah about all of this stuff yeah and here definitely is. and here he is <laughs> hello. hello hi you know what? hello hello that was that was totally seamless it was totally seamless you just appeared as we were talking about you <laughs> <laughs> i know my ears were burning um thank mm. you very much firstly obviously for for taking the time to talk to us um now this is a bit of a strange one because I'd literally never been in contact with you before, mm. um, and I was aware of Leapers, um, and it, it sort of suddenly struck me that it, you know, you probably are one of the best placed people to talk about um, how this—I don't know what we're calling it—the awfulness, the terrible, the pandemic, the shitness—I don't know—how this has affected people's mental health in the workplace. Um, so could you sort of just start off really by just explaining what what Leapers is? Yeah, of course. Leapers is a community project to support the self-employed and their mental health at work. So over the last five or six years, I guess mental health at work has, has really risen up the agenda and the priority for businesses, um, not least because there was a brilliant piece of uh, research 
that said two things. First of all, we lose about £70 billion every year due to work-related stress. Okay. Uh, and that, that costs businesses. You know, if, if people are not around, they're paying their sick pay, the work's not getting done. Um, and another piece of data which showed that there's an ROI, return on investment. So for every pound which you invest in well-being at work, you save five pounds. So suddenly there was this recognition that, uh, you know, well-being wasn't just this hippy-dippy kind of, you know, fresh fruit and yoga on Wednesday. <laughs> it actually had a tangible uh, yeah. benefit to businesses. Um, it wasn't just a, a good thing to do. It was a really good thing to do. However, uh, there are five million people in the UK who are self-employed. Uh, work for themselves, don't have an HR team or somebody looking out for their well-being. Yeah. And yeah. When you're a small business owner, yep. Yeah, uh, when you're a small business owner, uh, you know you you you're doing your work. You're chasing late payments, uh, invoicing, accounting, finding new work. Then you've got all the rest of the stuff going on in your life, um, and quite often your your well-being gets deprioritized or not even actively thought about, and it can be even harder if you don't have people around you every day so if you are working from home perhaps somebody doesn't notice that your mood is changing and and suddenly things get on top of you and if it gets too much on top of you you don't have a sick day uh you you can't take that time off it's incredibly hard to take that time off even even if you're feeling well yourself no i think i think you're right that's one of the biggest thing i think that's um people that i know who've never been freelance um, it's never actually occurred to them that, you know, you can't take a day off sick because you don't get paid. Well, you get a limited holiday, right? If you're freelance and you only oh, work yeah, no, sorry. four it's hours a, a week Sorry, anyway, yeah, I forgot. So. It's, it's a permanent We're holiday. Yeah. Just take, just, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So it can be quite isolating as well. So that's where Leapers came from, really. We, we realized that there needed to be somewhere that you could turn to that was a community that you can just be open and say, hey, how are you doing? Share with others. Uh, have a cup of tea in the morning. Uh, say good morning. Say good evening. Um, but we, we've we taken that a step further and we we turn the insights and the conversations and the, the kind of chats that we have in that community into resources that we can share with other people who might be going through similar things and share those insights with businesses as well to say, hey, the, the people who you're relying upon, your extended team, are just as important. Don't forget about them. And if this is the way that we think the future of work is going, it's a little bit more agile, more kind of small businesses working together, then we need to invest in people. Otherwise, they won't be around when you want to work with them. Absolutely. And so you set up, you'd set up Leapers, I think, three or so years ago. So obviously, it wasn't, you know, you weren't reacting to the current situation. You, you were already well underway. If you could sort of think... Um, to where you were at the start of this year, where the Leapers community was. I mean, where was it all at sort of January, February? Uh, God, it seems like such a long time ago, it's doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, there's, it's a difficult question to answer. I mean, the self-employment over the last couple of years has taken a few punches in the face in the UK. Um, COVID, I think, you know, the self-employment with a canary in the coal mine to a certain extent. There were rumours about this thing coming over from China, the hot new topic, and, and contracts and projects were just uh, starting to be put on hold and cancelled. So we, we'd already had a whole load of... Um, uh, <laughs> you know, pre-symptoms, I guess, of, of mm. what was happening there. So so when when COVID actually struck, I guess we were in, in some ways more prepared than others 
um, to React, actually, we already had a whole load of resources and guides around working from home and tackling isolation and uncertainty. And that's, that's um, you know, can, we were well prepared in, in that respect. I think it's really interesting you you said that um, uh, day about the the freelance community kind of being already ready. You're kind of primed for it. Um, I'm freelance. Lucy's also self-employed, and you know I'd already lost a lot of work from February. Um, just you know through having clients globally, and also yeah. you know I think freelancers you you are the first. Um, layer of fat to get trimmed and it's horrible it's a horrible thing to say but if you're not on staff you know you're very easily kind of oh well we're not going to do that project we're not going to do this Mm -hmm. we're not going to do that um but the fact that you had the freelance community already kind of there going oh shit this is really starting to affect um work what kind of um impacts was this having on on the community's mental health did you notice any early sort of symptoms very much so yeah very much so um I, i think we I think we've been through four phases emotionally. Um, I probably need to write them down at some point in a nice little scribbly chart. But th- I think that would be lovely. Yeah, I do like a chart. <laughs> um, it's more of a roller coaster, really. Um, I, I, I think. So let's cast our mind back. Um, there was this pre-phase of, oh God, what's about to happen, and, and projects being cancelled. So there was this kind of, uh, you know, groundswell of concern which um, many people just started going, oh, maybe I should do, you know, start making preparations for this and, and planning for it. A lot of people didn't. Um, then, then it hit everybody at the same time. Um, it affected different people in different ways. So uh, there was a brilliant phrase that I heard, which is we're not all in the same boat, but we are all in the same storm. Yeah, um, that was thought, one we made very good use of, that one. Yeah, I, yeah. And I think yeah. it just, it, it really brilliantly illustrated it because yeah, for it lots did. of people... I know there were people feeling guilty that it wasn't affecting them. So they couldn't say that they were struggling emotionally because they were doing fine financially. So they didn't ask for help, which is, again, you know, just as much of a problem. Um, but but everybody was in this this heightened state of, of anxiety and stress. And it was very spiky, right? It was like intense. Mm. Um, and then the kind of British, you know, uh, humor kicked in a little bit. We started to see memes going around and people dealing with homeschooling and and, and very quickly kind of we we I don't like the phrase blitz spirit, um, but there was a certainly a sense of kind of uh, collective experience that we were going through and people pulling together and and I like so, to call this the clapping for carers era. The clapping for carer eras. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and Zoom pub quizzes were yeah, a thing. I think I think it's the pre-burnout phase. The pre-burnout phase, exactly. Mm. And mm. and people were reacting to change but dealing with it in their own ways. Um and then there was this strange kind of like transitional period of like, okay, so I've got these like the new new normals uh and having to figure out what what zoom is and te- technologies and my employer or my clients are shifting to different ways so this kind of rapid readjustment um and then there was the kind of the long middle bit right which was oh this is still going on um and we started to see a lot of fatigue kicking in lethargy yeah just low motivation low energy um really significant effects to sleep health um lack of focus um and then uh, a new wave of of anxiety i guess as as the restrictions were lifted 
is this okay to leave the house? What's it going to be like? Oh, I've got to go back into this client. You know, client wants me to go and see them here. I don't want to really be on public transport. So a lot of kind of, again, new, more change. Yeah. Uh, more anxiety, more uncertainty. And and that's the period we've been in for the last couple of months of this weird limbo yeah. of like, are we back to normal or not? Like kids have gone back to school, like pubs have reopened. Should I be staying at home? Or is differing rules and, you know, uh, kind of recommendations? And now where are we? Kind of back end of, of September with lockdown 2.0 on the horizon. Again, a new wave of, oh God, what might happen? So with the Leapers community, how how was it able to, I guess it's I guess it's not just, you know, you sitting at the top of it and, and helping people individually. It's I guess it's more of a, a collective. Um how how was it able to kind of how were you able to support that community during the first lockdown period? Uh yeah, I mean it 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 is it is me running it. I'm oh, just it a dictator and I can kind of um, <laughs> tell people how to I'll feel. Tell- Tell me you're benevolent. <laughs> yeah, no, I tell people to feel better and just cheer up. Um, oh, that, that yeah. always, no, that always works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just kind all of get through. over it. Think happy thoughts. It all goes Think away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no reason why you should be depressed, so just don't be. Um, I'll try that next time. It, I, there should be more books, really. That, that. I just... <laughs> So to your point around how the community helps each other is it is through uh, sharing one's own lived experiences of situations. And I think that is in, in a peer support group where we can't afford on staff psychiatrists or counsellors or, or therapists. That is the single best way of helping a community is by saying, hey, I've been through this experience as well. This is what I did. It worked for me or it didn't work for me. Mm. It's not the answer. Uh, and what that does is it 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 it, it, done, it does a number of things. First of all, it shows that you are not the only person who is perhaps going through an experience or has had a similar experience. And a lot of the challenges and hurdles that the self-employed face uh, can often feel like a personal failing, but actually it's a part of the experience. It's like rejection, for instance. Mm. Uh, one of the most common questions we get is like, oh, how, what advice would you give to people dealing with rejection? And my standard response is, it's not rejection, it's just you haven't been selected and it's very different. If you walk past mm. a bakery on the high street, you're not rejecting <laughs> the baker by not going in to buy a cake. You're just not choosing to buy cake yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Um, and and it's those sorts of pivots and those sorts of twists that because we have such a diversity of types of people in the community there is always another way of thinking about something there is always another suggestion and sharing those stories helps you realize that oh okay somebody else has been through this uh here is a here is a uh, a thought process which i hadn't considered before um but also the act of just saying things out loud writing them down rather than letting them bumble around in your head for a while really really helps because you can come back to that 30 seconds later and go yeah now I've expressed that I can see maybe that isn't me or there's another way of, of thinking about this so from where you're sitting then it feels like to you that 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 this is very much working that you know it because it sounds like what you're saying is you you're you're, you're experiencing in real time a, a, a good level of support when people are struggling yeah uh, is it working uh, wow you've tapped into one of the biggest challenges I have personally around whether I think like what 
the work that I do is good enough or not. Um, So I'm not the right person to ask, really. I think that the the people to ask are the individuals within the leapers and if they feel supported. And and generally, the feedback that I get is, this is really helpful. I wish I had this like two, three years ago. There's always more we could be doing, right? And and we are, are tiny in terms of what support we can provide and, and what impact we can have. And I think we've started the conversation. And I know that lots of other communities are having more and more conversations about well-being within self-employment as well. So I think there are parts which we're doing which are fantastic. I wish I could do so much more. Okay. But if there's one or two people who say, Oh, I'm really grateful that that yeah. you guys were here. Then that that's success for me. And can I can I ask you a question about you and lockdown? Because sure. what I'm curious about with all these resources that you're, or these sort of this stuff at your fingertips and this community at your fingertips, and you know, you being kind of at the you know you use the phrase canary in a coal mine, you know, being a bit at the sharp end of the impact of a lot of this in terms of mental health. I'm wondering how you coped with lockdown and what was hard for you about it yeah I t- thank you for asking first of all i mean i it, really welcome. interestingly well, people <laughs> quite often say oh why so the common trope about self-employment and mental health is it's isolating and you're working yeah. on your own so therefore you should go work in a coffee shop or something like that yeah yeah i'm an introvert i love uh, spending time to myself Okay. Um, and, and well, you're in quite good company here because me and Becky are both <laughs> self declared. <laughs> I mean, you're hiding under a duvet, you see. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, how many clues do you see? <laughs> like, yeah, um, and a remarkable number of self employed are on you know, kind of on the more introverted uh, yeah. side of things, which quite yeah. often is the reason why they've chosen to work in the way that they are. However, to answer your question, I think lockdown in itself for me was fine i i was working at home anyway i was very fortunate that i'd signed two little contracts just before lockdown so i was okay financially um throughout the the summer period um i am a single dad and i have my girls around 50 percent of the week so uh i had that support network and like you know was doing brilliantly whilst they were around and homeschool was uh interesting but i really enjoyed having like co-working buddies so uh, you know i i didn't find it that hard where i did find it really challenging um was actually uh dealing with the the level of emotional in the yeah. community yeah yeah, and that the level really of hard. Yeah, it yeah, must yeah, be. Yeah. It must be. It must um, be because I imagine on some level, because you've set up this community and set up this organisation, you, it's quite hard in that situation to not feel a sense of responsibility for the people who are in it. So I imagine that on some level you might have, particularly at time of tremendous turbulence, felt a little bit responsible for what people were experiencing responsible and i don't think i'm an empath but you know you, you if yeah, you're no, in a room where enough people are... yeah yeah and also yeah. i mean I, I can't remember when but basically we we had like about thirty thousand people turn up overnight basically accessing wow. some of our resources Ooh. and wow. and we'd gone from this well, little well. little slack group to suddenly yeah. oh no 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 this is this is real 
and I definitely felt that that weight of oh okay now I need to do the next thing the next thing the next yeah. piece of work and the next content I need to be there and I need to be creating and supporting and da, 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 da. and I you know when you're a therapist you have to be in therapy you do and well for the training for you the, have to be in therapy which for me was six years just in case you want to know it's uh, <laughs> not nearly long enough either is it <laughs> when, when you're a community host um you you don't you don't um and and as a result i kind of went into a bit of a, mm-hmm. a dark uh, patch and and came out uh, going actually i need to build connections with other people who are doing similar kind of work to see how they're doing um so we set up like a little slack it was relatively short-lived but it was like a community of community um leaders to kind of go how are you doing what, what how are you struggling are you okay sharing resources those those kind of things so i think that that kind of need to look after your own uh well-being when you're when you're giving to others is so critical yeah, um, really but is. so easy to forget at times so did it help matthew because that that yeah i think that's it's a massively important point mm-hmm. that you know you're you've got all these people and now you feel responsible and you're, you're flogging yourself to death aren't you trying to kind of do the right thing and did it help um sh- you know f- creating this small group of like peers to kind of ask hugely for, yeah yeah in what way what was the most helpful thing i think the main thing was being able to express a frustration or a challenge or a concern to a group of people who got it mm. and had been through perhaps been through a similar thing or a similar experience or just understood so okay so silly example we have a, a newsletter for for leapers so if you're not active on the slack and the community you get a little update of what's been happening and tips and techniques and things like that and people can unsubscribe from that newsletter uh, because it's a legal requirement um and you're allowed to and it's okay um <laughs> And I take every unsubscription Nice personally. GDPR little yeah, thing in there. Well done. <laughs> I mean, GDPR is like, just don't be a douche, generally, yeah. as a law. Yeah. Don't um, be an invasive. Yeah. yeah, don't stalk. It's really, it's just good manners, yeah. isn't it? It's I know. like, if somebody's broken up with you, it's okay. Don't go around to their house. Um, and also tell them if you're dating them as well. Yes. That, that <laughs> GDPR is a, is a good law, generally. Yes. But, but I would take every unsubscription personally. Um, okay. and, and it's, okay. I know it's a ridiculous thing and I'm, I'm getting used to it, but I would, there's no other conversation or group of people that I could say, I take every unsubscription personally to yeah. that would yeah. get it. Yeah. Uh, so, so I, I posted that and like a couple of other people went, yeah, completely. It's like, it's the thing. It's like, yeah. so I think that's the main thing is just being able to express something which is very specific to a particular situation and people not giving you stu- like oh well that's just like stupid like, yeah. yeah that's so it's that thing and, yeah. and i think it's definitely a, a thing that freelancers um miss and i certainly miss it um is that thing of having colleagues that get it and like you had that obviously with with your little issue i had an experience last week where i was working on a project and i actually had a co-worker on this a, a remote colleague um and the client's may have been difficult and I had a couple of really good phone conversations with my colleague to vent and I had forgotten how satisfying it is to have somebody else that you don't need to explain from the beginning what you've been doing Mm -hmm. you can just go straight in for the vent and when you're freelance and working on your own or whatever you don't have that yeah and 
I can't tell you how much better I felt after those phone conversations. Yeah, because you don't want to spend 80% of the time explaining the situation mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then explaining how their response to that was not helpful. Or <laughs> not satisfying. Or not satisfying. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah. you know, 90% of the time we don't actually want advice or a recommendation. We just want to be heard. Mm. Um, and that is no matter what sector you work in. I mean, we have designers, researchers, developers, writers, you know, all sorts of different... We have a nuclear decommissioning engineer in there. I don't know if he's still active, but, like, it, it, it doesn't matter what sector you're in. So many of those experiences, like, oh, it's... I know, like, a lot of businesses are struggling under COVID. Should I chase that invoice that I haven't been paid? You, the, without having been through that, you would not just be able to have a useful conversation with somebody. Mm. So it's it's quite tribal in 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 a lot of respects, but that's what good support networks are: is is having people that you know that you can have a uh, an informed conversation with in some in some regard that they understand the experience. I think um, I think what's astonishing about that is that I, I think that's something that we all need reminding of on a fairly regular basis because I think it's it's a thing that's so easy to forget, isn't it? How crucial and amazing and transformative it is to actually just be heard, to yeah. have somebody to listen to us and sit with us in the space that we're in, which is sometimes quite hard, and and just kind of just stay there with us. And you don't, like you said, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to provide shoulds or solutions or answers or fixes or you know everyone clapping. You know it. It's, <laughs> I'm really on the clapping thing today, huh? And uh, but there is something astonishing about about meeting somebody in that space. And I and I'm sure we've all. I hope to God that we've all had that experience a few times where somebody has met us when we're in a dark place and stayed with us a bit. And yet, my God, it's so we're so quick to forget how powerful that is, aren't we? Yeah, and I think that's what isolation. Is, mm. is a lack of mm. those people around us who understand the situation. It's not about that you're in a busy room. No. Um, it's, it's about those meaningful connections that you can feel. I mean, safe is a strong word, but I, I understood, I think, is, is, is a really significant part of psychological safety. And, and yeah. uh, to, to have shared experiences yeah. uh, and shared moments that you, there's a, whether it's camaraderie or just to kind of, you know, it's easier to explain it. Um, there's just something great about going, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Ugh. Absolutely. It's it fun. really is. And I think obviously what, what you've created with Leapers is, you know, going to provide that um, for a lot and lot of people. Um, sort of thinking back, thinking really where we are now. Mm -hmm. um, and unfortunately, you know, we we didn't want to be here, but we are here. We're at we're at the beginning, or maybe already deep in it, the second wave, um, and things are starting to kind of go a bit crunchy again, and a little bit a little bit rubbish again. Um, I would like to know what what you would say are the main issues, sort of mental health issues that are affecting the freelance community at this point now we're you know we're now we're entering this another phase of of corona and and uncertainty i think the first thing that i'd probably say is it's very easy to fall into this trap particularly with all the work which i do around thinking that self-employment is the worst possible decision you could have ever made in your life 
Oh, we've all been there. We've all had that dark night of the soul where you've gone, what did I do to my life? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we very much focus on the challenges rather than the positives because like someone's got to, right? Um, yeah. But I think, you know, I think, I think the first thing um, for, for anybody to uh, remind themselves is that, you know, you as somebody who is self-employed, you do still have a huge amount of control over how you work, where you work, when you work. Um, and I think in, in these moments where we don't have control over so many different aspects, it can be quite reassuring to go, well, actually, at least I still have the ability to design um, how my day looks to a certain extent. I'm not being told by a person on the other end of a Zoom that I need to return to the office or I have to work in with certain core hours or I have to be working in a certain way. I have the freedom and the ability to design how I want to work. And I think that is really, really important to remember that whilst we're being told what we can and can't do, you still have a huge amount of element of, of control over how you work mm. and actively thinking about that now so you, you you mentioned earlier it's like there's not necessarily this heightened period of of reactionary stress that that we're going through with lockdown too um i think this time we, we kind of know what to expect to a certain extent we kind of we we are prepared in the fact that we know what things we maybe struggled with before or what aspects we found harder and that gives mm. us a plan to start with it's like okay i know that i found it really difficult to not see other people every day therefore these are the things I'm going to focus on. Oh, and actually, I didn't mind not being able to go out to the pub or I didn't mind not being able to go to the gym or I didn't mind. So I don't need to worry about those things. I'll focus on the things which actually I did struggle with. How am I going to focus on those things? Rather than this kind of like, oh God, there's so many things. It's like, here are a couple of things which I which I need to focus on. So can I ask you then, Matthew, do you think you're going to be able to do that? <laughs> are you going to be able to take to take that on for yourself and make that work for you do you think oh you're falling into the assumption that i listen to any of my own advice <laughs> and that's why i asked the question <laughs> <laughs> because i know that i know that one i'm really familiar with that you know it's easy to talk the talk but we don't always walk the walk you know we we put in so many things at the start of the first lockdown oh, i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do my daily yeah. zoom i'm gonna exercise every day i'm gonna you know, no, no. i think everyone overscheduled out of sheer ang manic anxiety yeah and, and it yeah. didn't help with the with the the burnout and the lethargy no, and, no, and yeah. either you were doing so much to counter the effects that it was exhausting or you held yourself up to this standard that you were never going to be able to maintain and then it felt like a failure you weren't doing it and and what has happened is people have lapsed into natural more natural behaviors like actually just new habits because uh, this is where i struggle is i i set myself all of these okay and yeah. i i I, oh man, I've got a piece of paper on my wardrobe, which is Matthew's cycles. And it's the cycles that I go through. They, each cycle has a slightly different length, um, but they repeat again and again and again. And I know them. I can define, I can write them down yeah. and I know them really, really clearly. And uh, the piece of paper is up there to say, dude, you're about to start that cycle and okay. can, you, can you stop Remember, that? yeah. Remember, yeah. And, and one of my cycles is this sort of... Um, uh overwhelm right i need to sit down 
get everything on a piece of paper, plan out what I'm going to do, put some more structure back in place. So then I can on top of things and then I'll be like in a good place. And I will put like, there'll be six columns on a piece of paper and a whole bunch of, and I'll create all these like new habits. And then I never do any of them. And then I'll- Because it's too many. Because it's too many. Never going to be able to your question. I am trying to get much better this term around with just being more aware of how I'm feeling about things and and uh, observing them rather than trying to react to things. That's interesting that you say that um, you've kind of had a realisation, um, a kind of positive realisation through, would you say that's a, 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 the one kind of silver lining that the going through a pandemic has taught you or have there been any other silver linings um mentally or, or sort of personality wise uh no many i think i don't i i'm not sure i could articulate them all i mean spending more time with my girls was brilliant um because i'd only really get to see them you know outside of school yeah um so actually spending some really solid time with with those guys was just fantastic um i think working on leapers has been a a, a brilliant silver lining in, in being able to uh work with people who are experiencing things for the first time or, or dealing with things that have been dealing with for a long time but never never actually sat down and sat with has been, it's been hugely valuable i had this middle bit of the pandemic when i got back into therapy um which was um big uh, thumbs up from me on that front yeah you know <laughs> i i have a i have a uh come and go uh story with therapy okay. i've had several therapists um and some have worked and some haven't it's like dating right it, it is you know what i say that all the time to people and they look and it sounds uh, unsavory but it's true <laughs> it's it, true it is like dating it's very personal and it's a question of chemistry and connection yeah. i i think the yeah. the parallels are so so true i mean oh. the the first time you meet a therapist is like a first date you have to explain who you are what you're going through what your story is where you come back and then at the end of that you kind of work out well do i want a second date or not yeah. um generally on dates there's less money on the table at the end um, hope, yeah. <laughs> yes, and, yes. and they don't ring the bell at 50 minutes and say right our time's up I mean, right, once is that therapy or i'm not sure um <laughs> it's all getting blood now but, but, and then it takes you a while you know you don't know if that's going to work out for a no. for a good few weeks and then it doesn't yeah. work and then you're like oh god i don't want to be a therapy i don't want to be dating anymore. i'm going to come off all the apps yeah um and then you I find just, it i just i just want to interject with the boundaries are very different as well i just really really need to have that in there for this past the conversation you've not been on the first date with me then i mean they're all very immediately people asking me about my relationship with my parents and just sort of thinking really about sort of uh, sort of final takeaways here as as you know you've got this really unique perspective being you know having started this community and being able to see what what people were talking about what they were worried about and and everything in the first the first season as we're calling it, whatever you, you know, <laughs> we're back for a second season already of, of COVID. What what do you think has has been one of some of the most valuable tips that people have shared 
um, that you could perhaps share now with someone who might not be on leapers, um, but might be feeling very anxious and worried about how they're going to face the next few months? I think number one, a lot of people in our community, and they won't um, hate me for saying this, um, is uh, I think a lot of people have kind of been avoiding thinking about it and just hoping it will be fine rather than going, oh, this is coming. I should probably prepare for it. Um, so I think tip number one would be this is coming. Um, do prepare for it. And and don't think of COVID as the only thing which is ever going to make your business struggle. I mean, it, it, it is great to have crises at times because it does make you sit down and go, how would I react to this situation? But far better to think proactively, you know, mend your roof when the sun is shining um, to think about, well, how would I weather another storm? So thinking about things like your financial well-being, you know how much of your money are you putting aside for tax obviously but how much are you putting aside for a rainy day yeah and i think those those practical steps are like super useful and and are there any kind of practical steps you can do for mental health in the same way of going okay this is going to be a really shit winter uh you know what though i i i, I don't separate the two I think those practical things in mental health are absolutely intertwined. So financial okay. well-being um mm-hmm. is is the leading cause of of anxiety in the uk mm. Um, so if you've got your finances sorted, you are less likely to have poorer mental health. Um, if you have got your invoicing and processes and know where the next business thing is coming from, it is less likely to influence your mental health. So it can seem really pragmatic and practical and running a good business, but I think 90% of the stuff around looking after yourself is, is building some of that confidence in that process. So you, you are not being, uh, challenged by, by those sorts of things. And it's having a, a, a pressing impact upon your mental health however with like a capital m if you like i think the, the there's three things which we try and encourage everyone to do first of all is take time to actively think about your mental health 15 minutes a week right no more i'm not asking for any more than that whatever it is is it friday afternoon before you switch off or a sunday afternoon or a monday what doesn't matter but just take that time 15 minutes to just sit reflect giving yourself the time to reflect upon the week and and put it to bed to a certain extent um, is probably the biggest, most important thing that you can do, that you're giving yourself that time. Then once you've started reflecting, if you start to see any patterns, you know, so I find it quite helpful to write a journal, maybe at the end of every day or just a week, like what happened this week and just a diary, right? If you start to see patterns that you say, oh, Every time this happens, I have a really bad week or I feel rubbish at the end of it. Or every time this happens, I feel amazing. This is like things go. Then, then start to think about what are the things I can change. Um, it's very individual and very subjective, but without taking that time to reflect and, and keeping a bit of a diary. And the third thing is don't do it on your own. If, if you're going through these experiences, if there is something that's frustrating you, especially if it's something that's persistent, you don't know what the answer is or you don't know how to, how to deal with something, turn to somebody else and share that. There are so many wonderful supportive communities and tribes and groups or just other individuals that you know who are always more than willing to just listen. And if you want to set that up as saying, hey, I don't need advice. I don't, I don't need to, a solution here. I just want to vent that could be really useful. Or if you're actively looking for somebody to give you advice and say that as well, but don't 
suffer on your own. Don't feel like you are, because you're running a business by yourself, it means that you have to take on all of that, that burden yourself. Find other people that you can share some of that experience with. That is incredible, brilliant advice. And I think that's actually the perfect place to wind the conversation up. Yeah. Um, I would I would happily sit here and chat to you for hours. Yes, me too. Um, me too. Because I think you've got, you know, you've really, you've obviously taken so much time and invested so much in this community to really get under the skin and understand what it is like to work um, as a self-employed person and what, what people need. So thank you. I appreciate that. And, and also thank you to you guys because it takes a village, right? It's, it, it, it's all of us talking about this as often as we can to as many people as we can as often as possible. And, and it's about normalizing the conversation that it's not weird. And I, I hope yeah. at some point that we don't have to have leapers because it's built into when people start a business, they actively think about that. And mental health for self-employed is is supported on every hiring platform and every freelance contract and in law that it's not something mm. that we have to ring the bell around. Yeah. It's just something that people actively think about and 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 do for themselves. And I hope we don't need to exist. So thank you for being part of of raising the awareness and helping people who listen to this uh, podcast. You know, it's an experience that's touching all of us, and and more we can do to normalise that not you know not mean that like hey it's okay but just to kind of to make it okay to experience this and talk about it and means that we'll be able we will be able to actually kind of hear each other and meet each other in those in those very very difficult places and you know having a community like leapers is has got to be an extraordinary resource well thank you so much for your time and i appreciate no it. pleasure it lovely pleasure. conversation with both of you <laughs> all right lovely to talk to you matthew bye thank you bye. take care bye, bye. Thanks for listening to How to Cope with Becky Howard and Lucy Clyde. If you enjoyed our podcast, please leave a review, like and subscribe. It makes a huge difference and we really appreciate it. The music is Cold Funk by Kevin MacLeod and used under a Creative Commons licence. You can follow us on Twitter too at cope underscore podcast. Thanks again and check in soon for the next episode of How to Cope. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.